0: All right, so Ian, we've got a new bot. He's he's recording everything we say starting now. Name is Craig. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, welcome back to One Track Minds where we talk about one song in the context of the album and the band and this week we are going to discuss Blink-182's Anthem Part 3. <laughs> welcome to the show devin and ian hello how's everybody doing
1: you know um we took a break uh for the holidays so that's fine that's allowed actually that's actually allowed um <laughs> i got sick i am currently sick i don't know if you can hear it <clears throat> i mean i i was really i was bad at, but this is this is the uh the uh, recovery period now and a man is also sick so there's just that uh that little scratchiness in my voice that you might hear that's uh that's what that is but otherwise
2: great holiday ian how, how have you been uh good good we also had a, a nice holiday break uh we're, we're at the tail end of it now so my kids are getting restless and i'm getting restless i <laughs> said they're restless but it's almost over uh no it was nice it, we had a nice break it's it's pretty desolate out here in the wintertime and there's no snow to, to be seen or heard of. So it's just kind of like a cold, wet, um like marshland in around our house. Um but my kids are seven and three, so Christmas time is kind of their their jam. Uh yeah, it's their Buddhism. their time to shine. So we've been kind of carting them around uh to see family and friends and catch up and do all that stuff, which is what Christmas is for, I suppose. So it's been successful.
1: Let's take a, a second to talk about, address uh, your microphone. What's going on with that?
2: Why? Tell me what's happening. It sounds
1: it, like kind of robotic or, uh,
2: is this any, is this different now? Oh, yeah. It's better. Yeah. It's better.
1: Yeah. We'll just keep that. We'll just keep going. That. That's no problem. Um, that was great. Uh, <laughs> i was i wasn't even listening to what you're saying i was just like oh that's kind of a weirdly but yeah you have seven uh a kid you have 78 kids or something you said
2: i have 78 kids you yeah. know i have a i have a seven-year-old i have a three-year-old um yeah christmas time it was a very magical time for them uh it was it was fun to kind of watch them freak out and now they're already bored of playing with all of their video games yeah. and and uh toys and whatnot uh so really it was it was the just a day or two longer than the exact appropriate amount of time for them to be out of school and and uh i've i've been spending a lot of time with them which is great but i'm i'm now ready to spend less time with them so that i can you know
0: i think i think like buying toys is such a uh uh, such a waste i do feel like now i'm at a point where like my son is getting a little bit older so he's like he's like formulating like some identity so it's like it's a little easier to like figure out what we're gonna get him so we got i feel like we really nailed it this year and brie my wife brie is like really big into thrifting and not spending any money so we'll just she like finds these incredible finds at thrift stores and then we we i think we we nailed it like we we hit it out of the park but we we got a record player, which is Jack's like first time seeing a record player. My son's Very cool. first time seeing a record player, which is so that 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 is is thrilling. And I have a bunch of records from, um, from like my time, just you know that I've collected over the years. And so it's been fun going through the records and listening to uh, to music with them. Yeah, that's cool. fun.
2: That's really cool. Yeah, we, we our kids got toys, but the toys are really for us because we're yeah. those parents that are like, hey, you know how some parents force the era that they grew up on on their child let's not do that ninja turtles are cool though let's get him a bunch of ninja turtles stuff what's really just for us so that he has like some sort of toy that's not an ipad to play with and we can watch him and be like oh he's still a little boy um but really he'd rather be playing Fortnite, just owning me or something like that but uh yeah ninja turtles are cool
0: So um yeah, let's talk Yeah, well well well, I'm just gonna ask Devin how like how about you? How were your holidays? Oh my hell
1: yeah, they're fine. I mean just you know, me and Amanda just buy each other toys anyway. Um (laughs) I'm just like play with them. It's it's uh it's the same. It's the same Mm -hmm. but without the kid. Um but my parents our parents still act like we're the kids, so like on both sides. So it's really weird. It's like a weird arrested development but you put that
0: on yourself by like by 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 collecting the toys
1: yeah i mean i collect warhammer uh i wouldn't say they're toys
0: i feel like warhammer is like of a different like that's like that's like like that's very difficult to 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 build and paint. i tried i tried doing warhammer (laughs) it was it was really hard i thought it was going to be easy and yeah. that, so, you know, unless like, although, you know, maybe my dexterity is less than that of a eight year old, which is probably accurate, but I feel like, uh, like it, it's not, it's not as easy as it looks.
2: The painting seems like it would really trip me up. The, the Yeah. Yeah. I can't get it to look the way they look in the catalogs. Yeah. Yeah. As I mean, long. I,
1: I, I, I love, uh, I love painting. And stuff. So yeah, I, I usually get like some cool stuff and I, I don't know. It's just not, I don't, um, I don't know. It's not the same. I think we don't. For for the we had a friend stay over, and that was like having a kid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like a like. And how old were they? Were they were they the yeah, same age of, as you?
1: Yeah, it's like one of Amanda's friends and my friends, and he's like thirty something. Okay.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, let's 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 go ahead, and we can dig into our <laughs> our song. If you're ready, are you ready? I'm I'm so very ready.
1: Matt, why don't you tell us about about your 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 choice and and why you made
0: that choice? Sure. So, uh, I went with Anthem Part 3 uh, from Blink-182's new record One More Time and the reason I picked it is nice. I feel pretty obvious in that it is a continuation of the anthem series that they started on. Oh my gosh. I don't know. What is it take off your pants and jacket? Or was yeah, that? I think,
1: I think it was, yes. Take off your pants and jacket.
0: Or, or Enema of the State. And then it bled into, I think, does, let me, che- I can check real quick. This is,
1: I mean, you could have easily looked this up. I could have
0: done this. <laughs> we waited what for a
1: half hour for Ian. <laughs>
0: yeah so it was on enema of the state last right, track yeah. on the enema of the state was anthem first track on take off your pants and jacket is anthem part two and then they uh they they had anthem part three as the first track of this record but really i wanted to dig into the album as a whole maybe talk about the bands uh yeah. sort of in like what what it meant as opposed to maybe digging just specifically on the record uh in what did you think of the song? And what did you think of the record? And maybe we can start there.
2: Well, yeah. So, I mean,
0: my level of...
2: I'm not sure compared to You, Matt, or You, Devin, your level of, like, blink nostalgia. But mine is is, is fairly medium to, to... I mean, maybe, like, a 6 out of 10. I lo- loved uh, End of the State. It came out when I was, like... 11 or 12 and then i kind of worked backwards from there and then you know followed them for the most part and and my favorite blink 182 experience was um their self-titled album which came like later in their career as i was in high school and at the time uh it was like it was the the like napster era but we would still try and like do our best to pirate every album we were really excited to listen to. Not because we didn't want to pay for it, but because we wanted to hear it like as soon as humanly possible. So I, I heard it before it came out and I was kind of like really taken by the kind of like little uh twists and turns and the kind of freshness of it. And I kind of thought um I was looking forward to maybe more of that. I I was a little bit nervous to listen to this because Um, it they did kind of make it this like landmark release, you know, like the the return of Tom to to Blink. Um, which I think like I know we kind of had like a little Beatles tangent last week or a couple weeks ago. Um, but I feel like the Blink One Eighty Two and the way they ended up being marketed is is a little bit Beatles-esque, you know, like everyone knows their names, everyone has a favorite one, they kind of all do everything. Um, now I was, I was nervous. I, I thought I, I was nervous at how much I would, I would be bracing for how not the same it was. Um, but I did I did end up enjoying it probably more than I thought it, I would. Um, your pick, Anthem Part Three, I think, kind of like is an interesting kind of like tone setter. Um, because it does kind of follow in that tradition of like, you know, Anthem part one, it, it's, it's truly is part three of this kind of like, I guess, uh, little mini saga. Um, and I kind of like, I think maybe I didn't want to listen to this with fresh ears or pretend. Cause I think the history of my relationship with blink kind of helps me in, to enjoy it more. Cause I, I'm now listening to the first thing I noticed is, Oh, Tom's voice is a little... His vocal delivery is not quite that, like, I miss you. Like, I've seen, like, coffee mugs and T-shirts that say, like, where are you? You know, in that California kind of, like, nasally accent. Um, it, it wasn't quite the same. I think that's probably a good thing. I ended up kind of enjoying that difference. Um, the second thing that I noticed right away was the... Drum treatment on the production end, which I did not enjoy at all. I think Travis is a fine drummer, um, but uh, I think There's a lot.
1: There's a lot there.
2: Yeah, the the the, there... <laughs> the the oversampled kind of metalcore Phil Collins in fast forward drum sound. I think maybe hindered the track a little bit. Although I don't think it was throughout the entire. It, it might maybe that effect lessened as I got deeper into the record. But talking about Anthem Part 3, I was like, wow, the drums are really in your face and really oversampled. And I kind of wish maybe somebody just a little bit less flashy was handling the the, the percussion duties on, on this said track. But well, to
1: I, be fair, he, uh, yeah, Travis actually, I, I believe, produced the entire record. He so.
2: produced this album. I don't know if he's my favorite producer
1: yeah i mean um, it's definite. it's definitely produced that's for sure <laughs>
2: um but i ended it's it, I my experience listening to this album was interesting because i ended up I, I thought anthem part three was fine um i think i probably like that that vocal delivery from tom a little bit more i always found mark's delivery to be a little bit softer and more round and more melodic i think he's probably got He's probably a less talented vocalist. He's got less of a range, but his it's a little bit more it's less abrasive, I guess, than 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 both I, being Tom's older kind of like super nasally signature Blink One Eighty Two vocal and this kind of Anthem Part Three vocal, which is a little bit more gravelly, um, which I didn't mind. Um, I, and I thought, I thought Anthem part three was fine. I think the the two tracks that followed it up really took me out of it. I, was, I, I don't know if it was like, I know that some of the guys are really like fixated on like the cure and like mid eighties kind of like kiss me, kiss me, kiss me kind of cure uh, aesthetic. Um, but I, I could not deal with. The two tracks that followed and then by track four i kind of got back into it a a little bit there was some stuff that reminded me of blink 182 self-titled in the kind of like they explore some heavier passages there's like some some weird uh conversational prequels about masturbation and some you know some more like uh kind of post post hardcore kind of inspired passages you know, in the middle of the record. Um, overall, I thought it was okay. I expected it to enjoy it, enjoy it less than I did for sure. But there were a few tracks that stuck out to me as duds for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I really, you know what? I'm actually going to give it to you, Devin, you, you jump in, you, you tell us what you, what you thought.
1: Um, yeah. Ik. Okay. Uh, so I don't know why I said, ik. Um, the 182, I started listening to like near the near the beginning-ish, so I'm like completely opposite uh to Ian. My my first and favorite album is Dude Ranch. By giant margin. <laughs> um I I would say uh I do not like uh Enema of the State. I just really had nothing to do with the self-titled like that was not part of my my life in any kind of way um so so basically i i think i think dude ranch to me that's like it that is peak blink 182 which is probably not not a great attitude to have i mean i remember it being incredibly popular take off your pants and jacket um that was like crazy popular when, when I was in high school and everybody was listening to it. And we definitely did listen to it and we had the little outfits and I would wear the little, like I had the lip ring and I had the little Tom DeLonge curl. Uh, well you said it's like, so, so you're, you're right at that. There is very much like this, like boy band kind of like vibe about them or like, you know, where they, they they're not just the music. They're like, you know, they are this, the characters and the celebrities, um, that people want to emulate and, and be a part of. Uh, I can only really maybe just touch on some of the stuff that Ian said because, like, that struck me too. The vocal delivery from Tom was just, like, weird. Um, maybe coming from just, like, a mostly dude ranch kind of, like, listening pattern. Um, I thought it sounded like someone doing, like, an an impression of Tom DeLonge. Um, I Like, I don't ever remember him having that severe, like, Uh, like a twang or whatever you want to call it. Like his, his accent. Um, I I didn't like, I I didn't love that. Uh, Mark still sounds great. He was always, he's my favorite, but also like, I don't like, I just do not really like Tom DeLonge uh, as a songwriter. Anyway, I think he's like very misogynistic and, and I don't think that changed on this record. And, and I was still having like cringing moments just like voyeur. Like, even though dude ranch is my favorite, like the song voyeur i would destroy from the record if i could and then just like it it, and and there's some similar lines in in this new album that i just like am very much cringing during uh i think that all i could say I, i i don't think that anthem part three stood out to me in any particular way I feel like the other one, One More Time, the, the title track maybe stands out a little bit more because it kind of tells the story of the album, um, which I kind of enjoyed. And, you know, you can't help but feel like this twinge of, like, something, like, nostalgia, which is just, like, millions of dollars trying to make you feel that way, I think. But it definitely has that that effect where it's like, okay, yeah, that's kind of sad. Like, yeah, this is a band that's been around for a long time and affects and a lot of people my age. Um, my last point, I guess, uh, that I was going to make is that I do think that there's, like, something happens at the at the last half of the album where it's, like, they were, like, okay, we did, like, this Blink-182 album. Now let's just see what else, like, let's have fun. So I do actually think that the back half of the album has, like, a lot of, uh, like, experimentation as far as, like, Blink-182 would go with different genres and, and kind of... Um, I liked uh, Bad News. I thought, like, had this really, like, modern pop-punk sound that I would never expect Blink-182 to even know. I mean, they probably heard it from their kids or something. I don't know. I guess Travis is in is like involved in like new pop punk. So um, yeah, Matt, what what did you think about the album? As like listening to it as a whole, um...
0: I loved it. I loved it so much. I thought it was so good. This is this is like I was I was going in with very low expectations. Uh, I had um, heard a couple singles before uh, we dug into it for this sh- this uh, episode, but I I wasn't expecting too much for me. I. Like, I have three or two, like, main touch points with Blink-182, which would be Dude Ranch, when it came out uh, in 97, I bought, I think 97, I bought the the tape and listened to that. Uh, it's somehow, like, I don't know, because you know me, I was deep into much music, and so, like, it somehow, like, spoke to me amongst the our lady pieces and the macy marcy's playground and so like i (laughs) amongst all those records which i also bought (laughs) i bought dude ranch and i listened to it a lot and then sort of like put it away and when um enema the state came out and take off your pants and jacket there was something about their aesthetic that just didn't appeal to uh 11 year old matt i'm just like "Ah, i don't like it and so i didn't or you know however old I was 12 13 and I didn't go deep into um those records so much but I think Dude Ranch really primed me for the Atari's and for uh Newfound Glory. I think if I hadn't listened to to Dude Ranch I wouldn't have been as drawn into Newfound Glory and the Atari's when when they hit. I but... really went
1: from Dude Ranch to the Atari's. That's exactly correct like I remember yeah. very vividly being like Dude Ranch, and then Endem of the State being like Nah, and then like The Atari's being like Yeah, that's what much more like a through line from Dude
0: Ranch. Mm-hmm. So great yes, play. but where where you and I diverge a little bit, I think I did get into the self title. I went, I came back, uh, especially because they played in our town, which I think I saw you playing a show outside of. I think you were like busking outside of the maybe it was a different concert but outside of the blink 182 concert no
1: i never saw them when they came to our town but i did i did see them that same summer uh so so i didn't miss out on the experience i saw them in ottawa um for that same tour so yeah
0: but i got into the self-titled record and then pretty much uh stopped listening to although i they didn't really do too much after that like it's kind of like hit or miss um they they brought in Matt Skiba from I think Alkaline Trio to be uh, when when Tom left the band and it, it like it they sort of fell apart after the self titled record and then came back for this one but but I would put this one as third for me uh, in terms That's of the albums up. that I love th- that I, mean, I I guess
1: uh, yeah I I guess like I'm kind of, I'm not far off from that because <laughs> like I only have a one ranking so far <laughs> so like if it makes it. Uh, but realistically, I would still put probably like Cheshire Cat
0: <laughs> Sure, sure. Cheshire Cat oh, is is yeah. great. Um,
2: yeah. T- like timeline wise, let's let's just kind of s- go on a quick tangent here because is this they basically did. You guys, did either of you watch the Zayn Lowe interview with them? No. no. It's it's uh, it was pretty. It made me feel really uncomfortable because they're basically as i understand it they did the self-titled album in like the late 2000s i want to say early
0: early, so that'd be 2003 2003 it came 2003 and then
2: i think that was just it they never really broke up officially but they weren't really active as a band and then we got i mean their fans got like a really excited because they were booking all these festivals and they were coming out with this new album and then they broke up and everyone was like what and then you know mark or whoever is kind of like took charge of the the kind of publicity side of things said like um okay we're we're still coming back and we're still making a new album but tom is gone he's basically out and this is matt Um, He's a really good guy. He's our he's our singer now and our guitar player. And we'll we'll see you at Coachella or wherever the heck they're playing. And there's going to be a new album or two or something. And then uh, so they're talking about this with Zane Lowe. And he's basically telling the story of how like Tom and his manager basically hung them out to dry, you know, in the middle of their like triumphant comeback. And Tom's there just kind of like nodding along and like, you know, like head in hands. And I'm like, this is so awkward. But is that that, uh, did you did you guys with your, you know, you know, uh, embedded relationship with (laughs) did that affect you at all? Were you excited for the comeback? And then was that like a kind of bait and switch? Did you care about that at all? No, for me personally, I didn't
1: like I was by that time I I was like not really like interested in the band much at all anymore. So like I don't really remember that stuff happening it's it's weird like i i was more affected by freaking like john leaving taking back sunday and then tom yeah
0: but i tuned sure. in i did tune in when 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 uh when they came back with with matski but just to see you know what it sounded like so i did listen to so, some of it uh when it came out the the issue and you you can have like Tom is such an enigma. <laughs> such an interesting character. You can have you know, issues with Tom, but like the balance of Mark and Tom like in, vocally is so distinct and so interesting that I think it does um, lose a lot. When when Tom is Tom's vocals aren't there, um, you know, singing about spoilers or, you know, whatever, uh, because Matt Matt's voice was very similar to Mark's. And so it it, it, it really sort of like just became a little bit too homogenous when when Tom left the band, like vocally for me anyways.
1: Yeah, I think that it's interesting you said that, like that 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 duo kind of at least as far as the quality of their voices is really cool and on, honestly let like not as explored as you think it would be in the realm of pop punk. like you don't hear that kind of thing that much um i just wish that like lyrically there was like a little bit more continuity between the two like i and then i thought like i i I swore like listening to this new album i was like okay like i'm gonna get to hear like a tom DeLong that's like evolved and like grown up and like maybe like self-reflective about like how he's been or how he like his flaws and then and then no i did not get that and i was like so like his story arc of like that like this kind of culminates into a story arc that's kind of why i think one more time is like more the the like the main track to, to focus on because right. like yeah this is telling the story of like these people and like i feel like the other two have like these really like good like you know like you know like uh like hero's journeys where they end up better in the end whereas i'm not sure if i uh if i got that just from like the through line of tom it's like he's kind of the villain of the piece if like when you think of like the entirety of the band
2: even the Um, lyrics to one more time kind of took me out of it i was like this is a little bit I, i don't know something about it i was like this is A little bit overwrought, maybe you know, like from strangers into brothers into strangers again. I was like, this is a little bit too frilly. But I think I like.
1: I guess like if that's how they're feeling, I kind of like that for them. I love that for them. I don't. I think that that probably feels good for them. But like, I wasn't in Blink One Eighty Two. So, like It's like a little bit harder for me to like relate to this. Also, song. Also,
2: I'm sure I could Google it, but as is, is one more time, the, the debut of Travis on vocals on the Inquinity Two song. Oh, yeah. What is he doing? He's just like one more
1: time. Well, like, like, he's just like one more time. Yeah, yeah
0: he did it. He
1: interjected yeah. himself on there. <laughs> uh,
0: I know. The I didn't even here. know. Sorry. What's that?
1: No, no, go ahead. Sorry.
0: I didn't even know until I watched the the music video i suddenly like zooms in on his face saying one more time i'm like oh i
1: I heard it in the in the track and then i was like i bet you that's travis like i had no reason to to think it was anyone else um man, man the drumming like it's so it's so wild like how produced the the whole thing is um which is fine i guess for 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 you know if yeah. that's what they wanted it wanted I to mean, sound like.
0: Yeah, we can dig into it. Like Travis Barker like does nothing for me. He 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 is so technically proficient. Like he's he's he works harder than I think any drummer that has ever lived uh in history. He I I think there's like a military background, and I think there's like a, a, an insane amount of discipline that goes into being so technically proficient. But it's just so so cold. And 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 for me, uh, the Scott Raynor area, the uh, the Dude Ranch, and the Cheshire Cat yeah. is is far superior. And I think I think yeah. Travis joining the band like it was really her Really, yeah. yeah, yeah. It really
1: changed. Dude. It, they did change they they changed from being uh, a punk band into a pop band like and not 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 that there's anything wrong with that it's just like there's also like they they changed from being like a, a pretty serious band with like a few jokes to a joke band with a few serious songs that that's how i felt in, during like enemy of the state and stuff yeah. i feel like they just abandoned kind of like everything i kind of liked about them yeah. i don't necessarily think that scott has anything to do with it like i don't i think that like it was more of a production like it was like a decision made by like their handlers like they were just picked among like all these bands yeah. and they were like hey you guys you're now like the face of pop punk and then it's like you know why would you say no to that so i don't know i forget the original point i well, this i gotta cough i think Hang on.
2: all right go ahead i think I agree with that, that with everything regarding Travis. I mean, I just think I think they probably he probably contributed to their success. And I mean, I I remember, you know, like being at shows or being in a band. And that was kind of like the blueprint, like you needed like a pretty competent, but very flashy and very busy drummer to kind of do all kinds of things while you guys were playing, you know, four chords. (laughs) you know, with your pop punk songs, and and there's like all this busy, messy drumming happening. Uh, But you had to be competent, too. And I mean, like, I I don't hate him, like, he's a objectively good drummer, but I think how much he serves a song. And I I especially noticed in Anthem part three, like, I, I feel like, as I got deeper into the record, either i got used to it or it bothered me less or maybe certain tracks had less of it but especially on on anthem there was this real like urgency that was like hyper sampled you know like like they they kind of took the like the august burn's red or like the the, the like metalcore drum treatment and kind of like plopped it uh, onto this the style of music and I don't think it they benefited from that. I think maybe,
1: yeah,
2: I'm not saying a different drummer even per se, but I think just like less of that would have, would have been more enjoyable for me because I, I didn't, especially Anthem part three, like as, as I'm kind of like sussing it out as a listener, I, I did enjoy it. I, I suppose it was really like, like dance with me and fell in love. I hated, yeah. I hated them both. I hated both. those. Um, And then terrified was one of one of my favorites on the the album. So it was kind of weird pacing for me. Um, But yeah, I mean, like as someone who who's played drums in their musical career, like Travis is not on my list of like top 100 favorite drummers. But but I don't think he's terrible, you know, like he's he's objectively good. I mean, there's something there. He's definitely clean. He's very busy he has his own style he you know he influenced uh thousands and thousands of of people that you know sh- share my generation who play the drums uh but i'm not one of them
1: i think so. it's like a little bit too sanitized too like you were saying like there's a metalcore aesthetic to it but like i i feel like it's almost like a, it's it's like an emulation of that without even really like it's like a digital emulation of that. It doesn't sound like an authentic, you know, like.
2: Yeah, that's it. Like that's a, that's what like, bothers me. Yeah,
1: me too. Honestly, like that. I felt like and then I was kind of reading into it and I don't know if I came up with this decision after I read this. But like apparently a lot of there was like a lot of digital manipulation going on, like and like half the like their tracks were recorded from their home studios and then like blended together and stuff. So it's, it's just a lot like. Yeah it doesn't, it's like for a band that's like, Hey, we were like one of the original pop punk bands. And you know, we could bear, like we had this like really like aggressively melodic sound. And then to come, it's like to just kind of get rid of all of that, like part of their band and be like, we're back (laughs) and we're better than ever. And it's just like, okay. Uh, Like you're kind of like, you're kind of missing the point of, um, of yourselves a bit, I guess. But like, who are we to say that? But like, but, but then again, it's it's probably successful. I, I, don't, I don't know, but...
2: Yeah, and, and you mentioned it earlier, too, but just, like, I don't know because Travis seems like the, the, at least, main producer on this project, and I mean, like, obviously, lots of people think he's a great drummer. He's, an, you know, proved himself to be very likable and an integral part of the band. They have great chemistry, but as a producer, if if this is kind of, like, the album you set out to make a few years ago you know before you kind of had this you splintered off and we brought in Matt Skiba like if if this was the goal I just don't know if you give him the keys to the car Mm -hmm. per se like if it was this much of a landmark record for you know people who who are such a legacy uh kind of pop punk band and, and are this influential I feel like I don't know. I I feel like this might have been better suited, you know, in a producer's kind of care. Well, you're kind of giving it,
1: you're, you're basically giving it to a hip hop producer. So like, would you, if it was, if he wasn't in the band, would you pick a hip hop producer for this? I I don't, I don't think so. So like, that's, I think kind of where the disconnect comes from, but Matt, you loved it. You loved every second. I loved of- it.
0: My fa- my favorite, my favorite song on the, on the record was, was other side because I just picture them sitting down to a zoom chat. Cause it seems like that's probably what they okay, This is how self title was made too. I'm, I'm pretty sure self title, they were just sending like MP3 clips to each other uh, to like, to make the record. But other side, I just pictured them with their coffee and like being like coffee life, <laughs> like, like just old, <laughs> old people <laughs> just they like, are old, yeah. so, you know so they... old. <laughs> it's
1: so funny though. Cause like, I knew I was old because I looked at a picture and I was like, oh, they don't look that old.
0: <laughs> yeah well, I, this felt like a goodbye record this really felt like i don't think we're gonna get another blank 22 record i think this is it this is i, don't think, we I need think this one no i i liked it i like it i almost put on my list of like my 10 favorite records of the year but um it we'll gives you some closure wait, right, and to when story, you say like, year you mean 2024 or of 2023 <laughs> okay 10 favorite records of
1: 2023 yeah i mean i don't know I don't. I don't keep up with music, despite the fact that I do this show.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's really that's all I've got for, for, uh, for one more time, and for anthem part three. Did anybody have any like final kind of parting thoughts or anything before we move on to what we're gonna talk about next week?
1: I, I think it was an. I think it's definitely an interesting, uh, like, conversation. Mm -hmm. like piece for for us specifically as well um it is weird that like this band does have like a lot of influence on people i know and like um uh, uh, it's the genesis of like a lot of like music and and travis even like as much as we kind of uh you know weren't very friendly to him it's like he's he's like really instrumental in like the in like the newest waves of like emo rap and pop punk so like like he's always been like in the center of, of that kind of the world. So, so I do think that he has a lot of, um, I don't know, influence. I would just say that like, it's not, it's like he has to step back and realize that this is not like machine gun Kelly. This is like, fuck the guy from angels and airwaves. Right. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. What yeah. do you, what do you think? What about final thoughts, Ian?
2: Um, I, I would say if you uh, have any history with the band listeners, And you um, were going to give this short shrift, or you think that you know they're washed up and it's not going to be the same. Just listen to it because you'll at least enjoy parts of it. Because I, I did enjoy parts of it. There was some stuff. There was some stuff that I went, oh brother, this is, this isn't it. But there was some stuff
1: I I was like, I will never listen to this again because it's.
2: I don't like it. Yeah, Uh, but there were quite a few tracks that I was like, this is kind of cool it's kind of it's kind of like yeah like we said earlier like almost like they they took notes from like what pop punk was in like 2000 and like 13 2014 yeah they were like oh this is what it is right and they just like kind of skipped a decade and uh <laughs> i'm fine with that it, it was like it was an updated version of like when he to where they left off and whether yeah, but, you like that schema stuff or not, I would still listen to it.
1: It's so funny. Cause like, I, I did have this one thought listening to it that I didn't mention, which was like, I was like, Oh, I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like that, that like they've evolved enough. Like I, I didn't feel like a progression, but then I, also I felt like they didn't harken back to what made them great. So it was like a weird, like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It was just like I would right say in the middle.
0: Closer They're to self-titled, treatment. like they they didn't yeah. go back to Dude Ranch. Like there there's very little of, like I'm not I'm not sensing Dude Ranch or Cheshire Cat, which I much prefer. I'm I'm sensing more self-titled uh, is is coming through on this record, which for me I I like. So
1: yeah, to me that was never part of. Like to me that was like, um, I never listened to My Chemical Romance and I never listened to Blink One Eight Two Self-Titled, and those to me are like the same thing.
0: Oh, uh, you're missing there, out. My Chemical you know, Romance.
1: Like, yeah, I enjoyed. I enjoyed that era. I don't know. Yeah, you guys know me. I, I don't. Black, Black
0: Parade. Place? Black Parade is banger after banger oh, after banger. me and jack i my son is really into my chemical romance because he's very theatrical and he loves like the makeup and the and the and the like the costumes and you know (laughs) gerard way rolling out on a on a gurney like he loves that stuff so so like i'm a little bit like i'm deep into my chemical romance right now but i do i stand by that album like almost every song on that album is 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 great
2: i'm i'm fine with i'm fine with the band the only thing i will say that bothers me is that i i don't like the black parade being on lists of like the greatest emo albums of all time like nothing about it nothing nothing about it it has a shred of emo in it it's 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 piano it's there's nothing it's glam rock.
0: We're we're really encroaching on our My Chemical Romance episode, which we're no, going to do no. at some point. So let <laughs> I'm done. Just I'm done. Just okay. Okay. <laughs> let's, I don't let's want Let's move it to be on. on.
2: Who? Yeah. Wait, let, what? It's.
1: I, we're gonna get. We're gonna get Ian to make the selection here for for next week. So
2: uh, yeah. hopefully he's prepared. Yeah, I do have a pick actually. Um, my pick. Um, uh, we're, we're just freestyling still, right? There's no yeah, no theme. reason for the so. pick. No. Okay, so um, my pick, the band is origami angel um the song is going to be the title track that's the name of the track from the album somewhere city which came out in 2019
1: cool all right yeah look forward to it all right so um thanks for listening everybody this has been our uh our 182 you know kicking off the new year retrospective yeah yeah um i mean it's big this is big yeah so like I definitely feel like um, it's something we can maybe circle back to. It's like they're that big where it's like, you know, in a year or so it's like maybe one of the bands where we could throw in a second pick just to talk about a different era. I feel the same way about AFI to be fair. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: So bye everybody. Good night. Bye. Happy new year. Happy new year.